All right, all right. So we got a special guest on today. Um, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. So for the people that may not know who you are, let them know your name and where you're from. Um, Jamal Weaver from Morristown, Tennessee. Played at Johnson University, Hawassi College, and Campbellsville University. And played overseas for Spartans in Braga, Portugal. <laughs> My man put everything all in one. Yo, so, yeah, let's get right into it. Um, I definitely appreciate you coming on, first off. Uh, thank, thank you. It's a pleasure. <laughs> yo, we, we played, like, a couple, like, tag games trying to get you on here. Yeah. Everybody, uh, it, we got a little busy, but I'm glad we're here, man. Yeah. Uh, yo, so, really, I want to start it from the beginning. Um, like you said, you play basketball. Uh, when did you first, like, start falling in love with the sport of basketball? I fell in love with the sport of basketball in elementary school. I had my best friend, Chris Knapp, and everybody looked up to him. He was so much taller than everybody. He got picked first in school. And, like, I was kind of, like, the nerd of the group. So he started playing basketball, and it really made me start liking basketball. And, like, he's always been so much better than me, so I always wanted to be – like, he was just always my push. Like, he was always the best at the Boys and Girls Club. He was always the best at Tally Ward. And that's what kept me going. Like, that was just, like, my best friend. I wanted to be just like him. And, like, of course, like, everybody knows him in Morristown. So I just tried to be as good as him. Like, we played from sun up to sundown, rain, snow, anything. Like, we was just always competitive. And I can say I wouldn't have made it as far as I made it without him. Yo, I I actually like I think I remember seeing him play um like at the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh so elementary school, um did you play like any what was it? They have like upward teams or anything? Did you join I, I I played one year upward and then I played at Hillcrest because I seen that he was going to play for Hillcrest and like I was never that good. I was just very fast. Basically, he was a scorer. I was the little defender and the little scrappy one. And I was fine with doing, like, the dirty work. But, like, that's how our friendship was already getting good. And then it got great because we was both playing basketball all the time. And we really didn't have nothing else to do. Morristown is not really the place for kids to be able to do a lot. So every single day, if it was NCAA, Madden, anything, just it was always me and him doing it. And then, like, we play basketball. And that's when it gets serious. And that's when I realized I like basketball more than I thought because – I take every loss serious. And still to this day, like, if I lose a ping pong game or a pool game, that's where it started coming from. Like, I just don't like to lose. And, like, he made me just want to be a winner because other than him, anybody else that played me, I'd make sure, like, you don't have to be better than me to beat me. Okay, so that's this is, like, actually kind of different because um, my last person I had on, Chris Hunter, uh, his, like, his motivator was, you know, his his family members – but yours is actually a friend, you know, so like, I, I'm used to like hearing people say, oh, it was my dad or it was my mom that pushed me. But yours is actually like, you know, a friend that you wasn't born like together. But, you know, they yeah. well, it, very, it is very different. Like my dad's side, my family, they all all state football players. So most of the time, like you'd see and I played and I played peewee and junior football. Like it's fun and all, but like when we got to a certain age, it's like, all right, everybody's huge. I'm about to start sticking to basketball. I'm not trying to get hurt. <laughs> but, yeah, like, it was my friend because, like, I can say, like, I really didn't like basketball until I seen the recognition Chris gets. Like, still to this day, like, Chris works at the Boys and Girls Club every and All the kids look up to him, and he dunks, and then just ooh and ah. And, like, I never wanted to dunk. I never wanted to 
played basketball. I was just a nerd that had good grades and just tried. It was just being a class clown until I seen that. And I was like, you know what? Not hating on him, of course, because that's will always be my best friend. I, and anything he does, like I'm right behind him. But I wanted that. I just wanted that. So mm-hmm. I did everything that I had to to be that. And that's when basketball got super serious. When that's when it took a toll for like the best and the worst. Because when he got a, in an injury, like going into his senior year, and I didn't get to play my senior year, that's when I was like, I do want to go to college, but I'm not even going to be playing with him no more. So it's not going to be as fun as I thought it was. And then that's when basketball changed for more than it's fun to you know what I got some I got something to prove. Because then at that point, Chris wasn't there anymore. And I was like, he's always Batman. He's always been Batman. He's Batman of Morristown. And I've always been Robin. Like, I was always in the back burner. And he'd always tell me, hey, Jamal, you playing college basketball, you're doing something that I would wish I could do. But he had a slip disc. Like, some people some people really have injuries. You know them uncles and grandpas you'd be at the cookout with, and they'd just be like, yeah, you know what? If back in my day, if I ain't had an injury. <laughs> like, Chris really did have a life-changing injury. Like, I'm living the life that he could have easily been living in. So when his disc slipped and I went to college, it was like, all right, now I got to prove something that I'm – I can be something without him. So basketball really changed from it's fun to, okay, it's not really fun no more, but I got something to prove because then it was, all right, Jamal's going to college. He's just, he just barely made it to college because didn't, I didn't, uh, most people don't remember, like, I didn't play varsity ball at freshman. I didn't play varsity ball as a sophomore. I was six man as a junior and I didn't play my senior year. And I only had three offers and two of them went away when I got in trouble my senior year. So it was just like, all right, I'm going to Johnson. This is fun, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to be serious. I didn't. I am. I'm not even gonna lie. I was not mentally ready for college. The Johnson is a very hard school, and I wasn't mentally ready for it. So then I went to Hawassi, and I was like, Jamal, we gonna get these grades right. I don't care. Like I would never tell a kid to cheat, or I'd never tell a kid to take the easy way out. But I did what I had to do to make the grades because I wanted <laughs> to be a hooper. So when I had my grades right, and like. Most of it's a learning experience. Like God's not gonna let you have your blessings unless you do take the right way of getting it. Like he was, I went to Bryan first. I went, I signed to Bryan College actually. I wanted to go there and live the college life. I wasn't ready to hoop. I was just going there and partying. Didn't make the grades. Had to go to Johnson. I could have been. I could have played the first two semesters, but I had bad grades at Bryan. I had to mentally get ready. God was just like, Mm-mm, you're not ready. I'm not finna just let you just come and hoop just because you think just because you can hoop. You're going to hoop. You got to be a student athlete. So I had to make the grades. So I went to Johnson, started making the grades. I played half a semester and we played and I played a JV game and we played Hawassi. And the coach, Joe Bailey, noticed me. And I told him after the game because like I liked how they I liked how they played. I liked how they was just funky. And like Johnson, it's not bad. It's just that I couldn't be myself. Like I couldn't be the spark plug. I can't like talk crap. Hawassi's more of a you can be yourself and like you can talk crap and you can hype each other up without it being frowned upon. So that next year, I went to Hawassi and I basically met like another Chris Snap, except his name was Brian Bernard. He was a great point guard. He still is a great point guard. They just had a they just ended their season at Tennessee Westland. He's a phenomenal player. Um and he was like the best scorer over there. And like if you look down at Hawassi players and you look at the roster and you look at me, you would not say, all right, this one, this dude was second in scoring, second in rebounding and had the best shooting percentage on the team. When people see me, they're just like, no, there's no way like you hoop. Like you don't look like your average hooper. I mean, I don't. I'm six foot, I'm about the same size as a regular high school. I'm six foot. And at that time I was a buck 40. It's just that I know 
my role. When I went to Johnson and I did get to play, it was, all right, Jamal, you're going to play defense. And we had an amazing uh, All-American, Kobe Jones and Taylor Gilpin. We go to practice. I'd give them, I would try to give them the worst practice ever. Like, I just guard them every day. I'm just like, you know what? You're in front of me. I got to beat you to get to where I need to be. And they made me a whole lot better. And even when I went to Hawassi and played them, I seen that, okay, I guarded them at practice all the time. That's who I want to guard because Taylor Gilpin, Taylor Gilpin had 2,000 points. He was the leading uh, scorer at Johnson. It just now got broke by Kobe Jones, the next person that I had to guard at Johnson all the time. And I'm, I would never say I'm better than anybody. I'm not a cocky person. I'm from Morristown, Tennessee. I'm not about to say I'm better than anybody. But I can guarantee you if you ask them two players, who was the who gave you the most problems on defense? Like who was just a pest? I guarantee you, my name pops up, and that was just something that I can respect. So, <laughs> that that was a lot. Um, but going to like going into high school, mm-hmm. um, I noticed you said that you didn't play a lot of your sophomore freshman year. And that's also another story that's similar to uh, Chris Hunter, where he really started playing football his junior year. So walk me through how, um, you know, like you weren't getting reps in the early stages of high school. Like what kept you motivated to keep playing? Yeah. um, Freshman year. I would never say it's a coach's fault. The reason like I wasn't playing or anything, but, our freshman and sophomore year, I think we was eight and forty-four. Like our varsity had won four games each year, and the rest of them was losing. He didn't put me on JV. He didn't put me on JV till sophomore year because he said I was too short. And then I remember sophomore year, he was saying like, because I would try at practice. Like I was a tryhard. Like if you look at any film on me or ask anybody, what's Jamal good at? I'm just a hustler. Like I, at practice, I guess I wasn't supposed to go as hard as I was supposed to. And he'd be like, oh, this is a scout team All-American. And I was just like, dang, like, I'm sorry. I was trying to make everybody better. I'm just playing hard. But when he left, like, I didn't play any when he was there. I don't know if he had a vendetta against me. I never thought I was that bad that I couldn't be on varsity. And that's what pushed me. Chris Snap was on varsity since freshman year. I always wanted to be like him. Like, we'd be best friends. And, like, there was nights that i go home and cry. Like, he's on varsity. I'm practicing with the freshman. He gets to practice two uh, hours after me. And it's not like I'm hating on him. I would never hate on him. I loved everything that he did because he kept me pushing. But he'd have that practice, and I'd be at home crying. It's like, you know what? I'm going to get there one day. I'm going to get there one day. And there's many times that my mom just sitting there crying with me because I loved the game of basketball at that time, and I really wanted to do anything to be just like Chris because I loved the recognition he got and all the attention he got. But our uh, that coach that had went eight for, eight for 48 in the two years left. So junior year came around. And we had a coach, we had a new coach from Science Hill, Ryan Collins. He came there and was just like, you know what, whoever the best player is, is going to play. And just so happened that next year, he uh, he said the next, the I end up being six men on varsity. We end up being Jefferson County and they was third in the state at that time. And just, and, I, and it felt good to me, like knowing, like looking back that I proved myself, like I got to play and we've proved ourselves. Like we were second in the, we were second in the conference. We didn't do that for like t- since 10 years since then. And like ever since then, uh, East has been good. Like still to this uh, this year, they've been good. Uh, they had uh, players like Connor Jordan, Micah Simpson. That's like a little brother to me. They've been good, and they're like third in the state right now. But sometimes it does take a coaching change for something to change. Because who knows? If we had the same coach, I might not be where I'm at right now. All right. So when 
you you say six man on uh like basketball terms what does what does six man mean for the people that may not know six man meaning like i didn't start and we had a we had an amazing uh point guard adam killian he was a he was a great point guard he's more of a pass first like get the offense set up and he he played good defense and i'd sit the bench but usually when something goes wrong or like we struggling with scoring and somebody's torching us I'd be the first one off the bench, and usually when I'm the first one off the bench, I wouldn't come. Re- I wouldn't really come out unless I got in foul trouble. And I'm always, most of the time, in the game. That's why I really wasn't mad. Like everybody's like, "Oh, you don't star. You're not good." I was like, "Man, that's fine with me, dude. I'm doing my job. I'm playing defense." Because Chris is gonna have his twenty to thirty. All I gotta do is lock up their next best player, and we got a chance to win. Okay, so going into your uh, senior year, um, you know, like the pressure's on. You're loving the game of basketball, and now you're thinking about college. Uh, like, tell me how that step went, like, uh, as far as playing basketball and things like that. Yeah, going into senior year, like, it was three days before the season started, and I was really hyped. I Honestly, we could have went to state that year. But Chris had a messed up disc, and I had gotten in trouble and did not play my senior year because I chose not to be at the right place at the right time. And I could say it's messed up all I want or I shouldn't have been doing that. I shouldn't have even gotten in trouble. But at the end of the day, I should have been somewhere and I wasn't. And I ended up getting in trouble and couldn't play my senior year. And then that that was even more of a push. Like some people like think of, say, if somebody went to alternative school, they're just like, oh, it's over. I'm going to give up. To me, that was like, all right, Jamal, we got another test. Like once you get out of alternative school, what are we going to do now? And that's when travel ball came in. And I had still – I still – I didn't have uh, – I didn't have season basketball for senior year, but I did have travel ball, and it helped me uh, open my eyes a lot, and I grew up. Um, like, I played travel ball, and I got to play with a lot of people like Miles Thomas and Lonnie Jones, Jordan Bowden even. We had practice with him, and we even played Kelvin. He's a very great player, and it just helped me grow up because travel ball is not like season basketball, and I had great coaches, and, like, they didn't only treat me, like, tell me how to play basketball. They taught me how to grow up and be a man. And that part, then that starts first because you can't. Most of the decisions I made, if I was if I was more mature at an early age, I could have been at this situation a long time ago, or had a better season, or if never got in trouble. It's just I was immature. But travel ball helped me mature a lot my senior year. Okay, I mean this, like, so basically you're saying you didn't play your senior year. Did not play you, one. Did not play one basketball game my senior year. You were basically the last to get in your junior year. Yep. And your sophomore and freshman year, you were JV. Yep, I was only JV. That's what makes this story even better because, like, <laughs> you no one could say, no one could sit here and tell me at sophomore or freshman year, hey Jamal, you're gonna be a bench player. And you might play a little junior, but you're going to end up going to college. You're going to end up leading three, uh, three statistics in the nation, and you're going to end up going overseas. Like that's not well, something that just happens. I mean, that's like that's what we're about to get into then, because it's like from the story you just told me, you know, the normal kid would just say, you know what, maybe I just need to focus on going to trade school or something, you know? Yeah. But you had a different mindset, so like talk to us about your mindset going into college now like uh what happened when you got your first offer like tell me how that played out when i got my first offer it was just like surreal because like 
it was Brian College, and most people were just like, oh, that's a little Brian College, like they're a little Christian school. I wouldn't even supposed to get any offers. I didn't play, but one varsity varsity season, and I was on JV that season. I wasn't even supposed to get that acknowledgement. So when I got the offer, it wasn't like I wanted any other by anybody else. It's like when I got it, I was like, all right, I'm going. It was just at that point I was still immature, and my mindset wasn't right for college. For to be a student athlete, I was just looking at the athlete part of it. It wasn't concentrating in class. I mean, that's that's something that I feel a lot of people would have a problem with, you know? Yeah. Like, you getting signed to go play basketball, something you love doing. It's like, you know what? I got tunnel vision for basketball, you know? Yeah. And then they slowly forget that, you know, you still got to have school and the grades looking right. So, um, moving forward, like – you obviously didn't stay at Bryan. Uh, talk to us about the next step that you made. Once I went from Bryan, Bryan was just like, it's like the wrong place. I just wanted the first place. It was just the first place that had contacted me. And I had a, a couple of other colleges that I might have could have went to, but Bryan was the first one. But once I got there, I was like, Jamal, you're not ready. I wasn't ready in school. I didn't like the surrounding. And I felt like I was, I didn't feel like I was better than the people there. It's just like, I felt like I could do better, like school-wise. So I went to Johnson University because I had a tryout. I did great. He said, you can come back. And I went there. And it was okay because, like, when I went there, it wasn't like I loved it. I was a practice player. Like, I'm not going to cap and be like, oh, I was the best player. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, when I went to Johnson, I was a practice player. They had Kenny They had Kenny White and Taylor Gilpin, two All-Americans. And it wasn't like I was about to show up and play. First of all, I had to wait a semester because my grades were bad. Then I had to go at their next because there's two All-Americans on this team. And I think one second-team All-American, that, that was a big. So it's like they got players, Jamal. They don't need you. So if you don't make the grades, you're not playing. But So I was a practice player for a semester. But as, as again, I would say, like, most people would be like, Jamal, your stats are good on offense. You had 40, you had 30, this, this and that. I took pride in defense. I could tell you right now, Kenny White, Taylor Gilpin, and Kobe when he came. When I guarded them, they had to work for all their buckets. There wasn't no, okay, I'm about to just torch him. They had a day where, like, you know what? You torched me or you got me at practice. We finna play king of the court because I'm not finna leave practice like that. And stuff like that, we got competitive. And it got me and it got me a whole lot better. Like I said, everybody that I play, every All-American I play respects me and respects my game. And I respect that. And it also uh, holds me, like, responsible for myself. Like, Jamal, take that, take that as a blessing. People don't get to play this many – all Americans that I do. You don't get the strip. You don't get to block people like I, that much. Cause like, to be honest, our division's not really that high. Like it's not D one, D two, but it's still like those great people in our division. And I'm glad that I was even able to be able to practice with these players. All right. So then, uh, you leave Johnson and go to Hawassi. Yeah, it was a it was a whole change. Like Hawassi, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like we did work, but like it wasn't as hard, and it was more of like my mental. Like basically, we practiced basically open gym type. We talked crap every day. We treated each other like brothers. Went to Waffle House. Like the team connection was everybody was on the same page. Like we all treated each other like family. Like on the court, off the court. Like on the court, like there was a couple games I remember Simmons to this day. Somebody was talking mess. And I had gotten elbowed and I got up like I was about to do something. 
there was everybody was standing up on the bench and everybody in the game was right behind me. Like I've never that is a family. Like everybody at Hawassi I play with, I still take them as family. We might not get along. We might have side beef that we I don't really care about no more because I'm grown and I don't most of it's small stuff anyway. But I was always everybody at Hawassi's family to be. I mean, that's that's what we love to hear. Mm-hmm. Um so what uh what year did you go to Hawassi like uh, and start playing. I believe Hawassi was 2000 because uh, it's 2021 now. Pretty sure it was 2019. Yeah, it so was 2019. That would have been your what second or third year? Second that? year because I had to red because basically I registered with Johnson because I had to sit a semester. So that had been my sophomore year. Okay, so you did four years of college, mm-hmm. and the final school that you picked you had two years to prove that you were worthy enough to go play pro. Yep. All right. So tell me about that process. Um, like uh, what, what were you? Yeah. Um, it was unexpected. Hawassi had shut down due to, we still don't know to this day, but it, it was all of a sudden and Hawassi had to shut down and like everybody. And that was like, it wasn't traumatizing. It was just like, once you see that, like, because everybody don't know this whole story. Everybody just thinks I played high school basketball, played college, and made it. Like, I had to go to three schools. The school that I finally liked, like, we was great. Like, we was one point. We lost by a buzzer beater to win a ring. And then we end up having to leave school because the pre- something to do with the president. So, it's just like, you know what, Lord, you found a way for me to go somewhere and keep playing my sport. I'm going to just put this in your hands. Like, everybody's crying because, like, there's a bunch of volleyball players. There's softball players. There's basketball players. Everybody's wondering where they're going to play ball next. I never cried. I did not shed one tear. I said, God, it's in your, your hands. Coach put us in a little portal or whatever. He put us in a little transfer portal. I had contact from Grace. I was going to – I was thinking about going back to Johnson. Campbellsville had uh, hit me up. There was a D2 team in uh, South Carolina that hit me up. And then Campbellsville. And I really didn't know who I wanted to pick, but Campbellsville the year before, they had a great coach, and his name was Coach Hervey. Cause all the, I talked to all the coaches that coach, but coach Hervey was different. And like, I, he, he's a man that I would strive to be every day. He said, I want you to play for my team. We have this, that, and the third. And I was like, all right. And I was just, it sounded like the, most of the stuff that the coach was already saying, he, but at the end he was just like, yeah, so I'm going to be coming to the school in two days. And we're going to work out me thinking what, like you're going to drive here. Like, cause Campbellsville, Hawassi, that's like a five hour trip. And like, he's just driving down there to do a workout with me. So I'm like, this coach really wants me. Who knows? Next thing I know, two days later, he's at Campbellsville with his wife, and we working out. And the workout that I was doing, like, I've never – the type of workout that he was doing, it, was, it seemed like a punishment workout. I was so tired. Like, it just showed me, like, he wants to push me, and he wants me to be the best I can be. So that's when I knew I was going to Campbellsville. Okay, so the, so you actually ended up going to four different colleges. Yes, I went to four colleges. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I did not expect this many hurdles. Like, I knew you went to uh, t- a couple different schools, but I did not know that you went through this many different obstacles. Like, all the way from high school to college, and like, if everything just kept like piling onto you, yeah, you know, it was it was just a it, you had to be ment- I had to be mentally ready, and it was just like. It's either Jamal, what you gonna do? You gonna cry about it? You gonna do something about it? And like that's a, that's a lot of things. Like people my age now, like they just 
fine with being average or they're fine with just putting their head down and quitting. Like my mom just, my mom's a single mom. And I seen the way she raised me. I seen what she went through. I was like, mom, if my mom can do all this, I'm not giving up on nothing until there, until that, until there is no chance at all. So I just kept going. Like mom, I told mom what I was doing. Mom knew kind of what, what I was doing. She was like, mom, with you, whatever, whatever you want to do, just tell me what to do. And everything I told her, it ended up happening. Okay, so that's like, I mean, I'm completely like thrown off my whole game plan right now because <laughs> most people are, bro. Most people are because they just think like Jamal just has the perfect life and he played, he just did the right things and got to where he was. No, high school was almost kicked out. I was a class clown. The senior year got in trouble. I was always, I was always in something. And it wasn't nobody's fault but mine. I'm grown now to enough that I can say it is my fault. And I want kids to be able to listen to this or wherever they're at. You're going to pay for everything you do. Karma will come back. You not you being slick and sneaky right now, like it's going to come back to you. But <laughs> when life kicks you down, you also got to get back up. Like there's always another option. Like you got to be able to keep going. God don't put you through things he knows you can get through. He knows you can get through. You just got to keep pressing. And praying. There was a lot of praying. Like, I even had an anger management counselor. And I still go to her every other day. Like, she lives two streets up from me right now. It was a bunch of things that I went to to get to the point that I'm at now. Okay, so once you finally got to the college that you were going to play for, yeah. how, how much time did you have to play for them? I only played one season. I played my junior season. And I can say that it wasn't anything for love of the game at that point because that summer before Hawassi, another hurdle my niece had died and i don't think i don't put it too much on myself i used to all the time but like things happen because like i used to feel like if i babysitted her she would be okay but she wasn't being watched and if i was home and watched her she probably wouldn't have overdosed we don't know if it was on purpose or not but like she had died. And like at that point, she was dying. She died. I had to leave friends at Hawassi. It was just like, God, can I catch a break? But like, like I said, you gotta be mentally tough enough to be like, hey, you gotta keep going. You got something else to push for. And I needed that. Cause I went to Hawassi. After that, I didn't go party. I didn't go out much. I sat before games and like I put her thing that was on her funeral on my wall. And I danced and I just sat there and played music and sat there and cried. I cried a lot. I probably cried half of the season, but I was playing great out of anger. It wasn't because out of love, because first of all, I'm in Kentucky. And not saying most people from Louisville are cocky, but there's a bunch of loudmouths in Kentucky. And it wasn't like I was just, okay, we're going to play to win. Half the time I was playing like, okay, they think I'm the only one from Tennessee. I'm a buck 40 that I can't play. I'm going to take everybody's spot. And be and let them know that it's my spot. So that's when the I was getting I was playing great. Like like I said, you see the stats. I was first I led the nation in rebounding. I led the nation in scoring. I was third. The highest I got rebounding was twenty-third. And I was leading the nation top twenty-five in shooting percentage. And I led the team in blocks. So I was leading dang near everything on the team. It's just that it wasn't because I love the game. It's cause I I want my mom to be ha I wanted my mom to be happy because I know me playing basketball made her happy. And second, I knew Nene was up there in heaven just watching down because I she had to help me most of the games. Cause I'm not gonna lie, half them games, 
I was just playing pure out of anger. I did not listen. I know I drove my coach to death. I had six texts my, uh, my junior year at Campbellville. Six. Okay, so with the texts, uh, like, explain what those are. Technicals are like, say if somebody talked crap to me, I talk crap back and push them. Or say I'm just talking mess the whole game. Like, I was prime – I was like anybody that knew me at Campbellsville, they was like, let's watch the game. Jamal's going to hoop, but he's liable to get a take this game. I just had a loud mouth and anything that anybody did to me, I was going to let them hear it. If I scored, I was going to let them hear it back. Like we played Bluefield twice. I pushed one dude, got a take. The next time we played him, I was talking crap, got a take. Uh, I had, uh, during the season, me and him are cool now, but, like, there was a little situation that happened in the dorms. It was just – I was mad. It was, it had nothing to do with him. He said something he probably shouldn't have said. But I went to – I even got suspended a couple games. Like, I'm not going to go on this thing and be like, you know what, you this is how you be, this is how you be, because I have flaws myself. Something was said, and I had broken his door, and I walked in there and was talking my crap and was just, like, letting him know, like, next time you say something, say it to my face, which was the wrong thing to do. And then I got – suspended two more games for that so on top of text and just me being angry at the world like yeah i got to play again but it was just stuff i look at now as a grown man and be like jamal this that, that was a situation that god had your back because you could have been suspended for the rest of the season and you wouldn't have had this situation you wouldn't have this chance you wouldn't have had this been able to i don't have to work right now i don't have to do anything i can sit and just watch tv and just be able to calm down and be like you know what god bless me for the opportunity I, that i can do this Okay, so now maneuvering into your, you know, the pro basketball now, mm-hmm. um, how does it feel to be like, from from what I understand, like, are, are you the only pro basketball player from Morristown? I am the only one that has went overseas and played basketball. And that's... I mean, it sounds like a big accomplishment to me. So it's a huge, it's a huge <laughs> accomplishment, especially knowing that no one thought I was going to make it far. Like every when I come back to Morristown, it's fun now. Like everybody is just Jamal. We missed you. Where have you been? Like how was the season? Blah blah blah. And like I tell them about it. But most of the people that talk to me now didn't talk to me when I was in high school. They didn't talk to me when I visited college because I was just the, I was just the mess up. I was just the class clown. I was just some something that nobody expected to go this far. And I love it that the fact that what basketball has given to me, but I see that like when you see, when you succeed, people start showing their true colors. Like there's a bunch of friends that I've lost because I'm successful and people change and like ask me for things that they would never ask me for. Or I hear I'm talking behind the back, like he's not really that good or just little stuff like that. And that's when I have grown as a man. Just like I'll, I'll use, I'll use some mind for ex, ex, like ex, example. Like, somebody said, Jamal, I score better than you. Like, how am I going to take some of these people serious? Like, I I averaged 23 in college. Your season high was probably 20. Like, why am I going to take you serious? It's just like a mental game, especially in Morristown. That's why I understand when people make it or do get out, they don't come back. Like, everybody's wondering who's going to do something for Morristown, who's going to do this, who's going to do that. It's hard to because there's nothing in Morristown but hate. Like, everybody just hates on you. They might want to see you one day, and they'll talk dirty on you the next day. It's just – very weird. And I didn't expect it, but like like I said, I was always prepared for it because I didn't get this type of attention when I was younger. So it's just it's just very funny and different to me. Yeah, I I definitely can agree with you on that. Um, 
you know, it's it's really like an eye opener when you find your path in life and you make it. And then the people that, you know, didn't want you to find that path, they're like, oh, well, yeah, now we're cool now, you know, like. They they try to be friends and stuff like that. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I've heard fam, what's up, cuz I seen you when you was little. We used to hoop, and I'm just like, yeah, y'all used to make fun of me when I had rate specs, and you and your girlfriend would probably go past me and say like, I don't get girls or stuff like that. Now it's oh we fam, oh we cuz, oh let's go out. Like, where <laughs> did y'all come from? Like, what made y'all do this? I'm like, I'm mature enough to be, cause I have a great mom, a great loving mom, and I'm very into my Bible when I read a lot. But I know the fake from the real. And my mama even told me at this from the jump, like people are going to start trying to be in your life just because what you can get for them or what you have. And I'm seeing that. That's why, like, it's just, it's a different way of living. Like, when I was in Morristown, when I used to be, I used to rip and run everywhere. I used to go out. I used to go to parties. Like, I've went out maybe two times. Like, I still now. I have an apartment. I have my mom's place. I have my mom's place that I pay for. I have my apartment that I pay for. I'm worried about my God first, my mom, and then my finances. Other than that, it's really hard to get into anything else because somebody's always wanting you to fail. I'd rather just have my mind disciplined and succeed at everything I do. Yeah, uh, I definitely feel you there. You know, it's the same situation with me. Uh, mm-hmm. I definitely love Morristown, but, um, you know, it's like you you have to get out of your hometown to really, like, reach your full potential, you know? Yeah. And that's um, sad to say, but you have, yeah, that's what it's come to. Yeah. But as far as like dealing with people that, you know, weren't proud of you then, but now are proud of you, like, what are, what are some things that you do to, you know, stay focused and like make sure you don't let bad energy in or around your circle? I just, uh, self-discipline a bunch of people like especially people our age they feel like they need people like they need friends like some everybody needs somebody but once you become content with yourself like i have like i have worked out a been at the house all day i'm content with myself i don't i don't be like oh i'm lonely oh, i'm bored oh nobody cares about me i'm content with myself why because there's no drama i'm not worried about people unless my mama uh, calls that phone i'm not worried about that many people that I have to get up and do something. You just got to be content with yourself because if you're not, you're always living for somebody. Like, for instance, half the people will go party just to be broke the next day and just to be drunk the next day, just to be lightheaded and have to worry about what when the next bill is going to get paid. I'm not doing that. Like, I have, I won't say what money I have, but me and you know there's, a, there's some money that I have. But do you see me buying Gucci belts? Do you see me buying Louis belts? Do you see me buying certain clothes? Do you see me buying the new Jordans? No, because I know there's kids that's watching me like, oh, what's he doing? He has money and he's, what's he do? Nothing. I'm a hooper. I got basketball shoes that I need, that I want, but need. I got clothes that I wear out that I need, not want, but need. I'm just thick on, Jamal, you need to save your money for a good, for uh, emergencies, for a bad time, because I don't need anything. My mom could have my full bank account right now and I'd be perfectly fine because at the end of the day, I'm not one of them that, oh, I do this for my mom, I do this for my family, and then not do it. There's people that say they did it for this and did it for that and have money and their people are broke or they're struggling. Like my job in my head is my mom will never struggle again. She will never work for a bill again. She can hit me up whenever for whatever, whenever, because she got me to she got me to this point. She, she took her 24 years 
of her life. Well, I'm 24 now. She took her 24 years of her life. Always worrying about me. Now it's my time to pay back. You got me to where I wanted to be. Now it's your turn. I mean, that's, that's a good mindset to have, you know? Like, that's how every good son should be. Yep. People lose um, sight of that. Yeah, especially in a world full of materialistic things, you know? Yep. It's sad, but somebody got to be the leader. Why not me? <laughs> Definitely. Um, so, advice for, like, the younger people that are trying to get to where you are, you know, playing at a professional level, um, like any words of encouragement, because like I said, your story is definitely, definitely not ordinary. Um, all kudos to you. Like, thank you. God bless me. A lot of, a lot of things that you went through, like I said, the normal person would have just went somewhere else, you know, like they would have, oh, well, maybe I just need to stop this and get a job you know like play the safe route mm -hmm. but you didn't so what's some words of motivation to the younger people that want to be to where you're at right now to kids or especially like high school kids like basketball is changing because most people want to be a basketball player and when they think about it they think okay i want to be a scorer like i want to shoot like curry or i want to dunk like westbrook but when you get to college there's a bunch of players that was the best at their college. I mean, the best at their high school. And you're at the same high school, the college they are. Like, when you get to college, most of the people that play in college, because there's not a high percent of people in high school that play college, you have to know your role. Like, my role was never to score at every school. I, had, I learned and I adapted. At Johnson, my role was to just block up, defend, and rebound. I was cool with that. At Hawassi, Bernard did everything scoring-wise. If he was having a slump, my job was to just sit there and shoot the ball, sit there and shoot, be a consistent shooter. So that's where I got my consistent shooting at. Campbellsville, it was mostly sophomores, and I was the junior, and we had, I was the junior and one other junior. So I had the rebound, defense, and score. Be, be multi-talented. Don't just be a scorer. Don't just be a rebounder. Do everything that you can, because that's what's going to get you the pleatsy time. That's what's going to get you the acknowledgement, because... There's going to be a bunch of kids that say, but I can't rebound like that, or I can't defend like that, or I can't guard this, I can't guard that. And that's when, like, I don't pull up my stats to be cocky. I pull up my stats to prove something. Because, like I said, I was six foot, a buck 40, and I was leading rebounding in the nation in our division. Scoring, yes, I did the same thing because I played defense. I love defense. Defense is something that's so overlooked now. But kids won't realize when you get to college, you can't just play offense and somebody score 30 on you on defense. Like, the coaches won't want that. They don't need that. And second, like I said, I couldn't play play until I went to my second college. You're a student athlete first. Make the grades first. Worry about the grades first. The PT time will come because you go over here practicing 24-7. You're working out 24-7. If you ain't got it in your brain, you're not playing. Them coaches do not care. You got to have a good GPA or you're not going to play. I mean – that's a lot of grateful tips that people can take. Um, like I said, I definitely appreciate you coming on. Uh, once again, it's I just cannot get over how like how unordinary your story is, you know? Yeah, very um, is. That's why I'm never cocky about it because I'm just a temple God chose to use. Like He could have did this with anybody, and He chose it to be me. 
And I thank God that I was mentally tough enough to take care, like just to deal with most of the battles that he gave me and not just be like, God, forget this, forget you. You're not helping me. Like every time I do something good, you put me on the back burner. I didn't play my senior year in college and I didn't play my senior year in high school. Still made it where I needed to. And I came out of Morristown, Tennessee and played college basketball alone. Because as of now, other than Connor Jordan and Makai Odin, who do you know that plays college basketball? That's a blessing in itself, just that. Other than them two, who do you know that play college basketball? It came out of Morristown. Uh, I mean, I can't think of any right off the head. There is none. It's hard to make it in basketball due to and me saying, like, and again, I'm not saying it to be boastful, but me leading anything. I led the team in four stats and led the nation in three stats. The nation, not the county, not the region, the nation. That is a blessing. And I'll never, if anybody asks me about basketball or say, like, how did you do it? It's God. I'm six foot. I'm not supposed to be doing half the things I'm doing. I'm not supposed to be able to be able to jump this high. I couldn't even dunk until freshman year in college where I was flushing it. This is all God's doing. I would never, oh, I just, I mean, I did work hard. You, of course, you got to work hard for everything you get. But there's a bunch of people that work harder than me. There's a bunch of people that play skill ball better than me. There's a bunch of people that shoot better than me. God blessed me with a body that I can work harder than you and get farther than you did just because my work ethic. Because I can tell you right now, like, I'm faster than some people. I have, but my work ethic is what got me here. If you look up how I got most of the points or what I did to do get to the point I was, if you look at all of Campbellsville, you see I hit open threes, which a collegiate player, you got to hit open threes to be a scoring threat. I play defense and I do the dirty work. That's all it took. You just got to want it next, harder than the next man. First, more than your teammates, because, yes, they're your teammates. But this is one thing that I would want every kid to know because they take it for granted. When you're at practice in high school, you're at practice in middle school, you're at practice in elementary school, your bros are not your friends at practice. When it's practice, it's you versus them. You trying to get them better. If you want them to get better, you got to be hard on them. It's not he, he, ha, ha, and what we do after practice is, hey, bro, I love you, but I'm going to get into you this practice, and, I, uh, and we'll talk later. I'm not friends. I would at Campbellsville. That's the one thing I love my my mental. I was not friends with anybody at practice. I could tag anybody at Campbellsville right now. They know at practice I'm going to be talking crap. I'm going to play 100. percent I might even get kicked out of practice. There has been a practice I got kicked out of. Me and Jaheen Mullins was going at it. He shot a layup. I mean, he was talking crap at half court. He tried to shoot a layup. I came and blocked it. I said a bunch of words I shouldn't have said, and I let him know like I'm here. I got kicked out of practice. Came straight back, and I was still talking because. It's not my job to be your friend at practice. I want you to be the best you you can be. So I'm going to be hard on you. So that's what I would tell kids. Like, take practice serious, especially because you're going to miss it once you leave high school and middle school and it just flies by. Take that serious. Yeah, pra practice definitely makes perfect. So mm -hmm. um, so who's, who's some uh, younger players that you think will, you know, like have – they have like the potential to make it. Uh, I know you said Makai Odin and who, who's the other college player? Connor Jordan. He plays at King. Uh, he plays at King University. To come, but to come out of Morristown, West High has a phenomenal point guard and Bearcat. He is a very phenomenal point guard, and I do work with him sometimes at Manly. But he will he will be the he will be one of the next one. And uh, Cloninger, he plays for East, and he's a great player. He just had thirty on Jeff probably like two weeks ago. He's a phenomenal player. And I hope to see one, both, if not both of them, come out and be able to go to uh, play collegiate basketball because they have phenomenal talent. 
All right, so we will definitely be looking out for them. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, thank you again for coming on. Uh, you gave a lot of good information, and I hope that the people that listen to this uh, take it in because, like, you have a story that will motivate anybody, you know? Yeah. Um, and I love how you're really religious. Uh, and, you know, for the religious people out there, it just shows that there is a higher power, you know? Of course. God, God always got to be first or you're not going to make it in anything. He's always got to be first. Yeah. So, again, I appreciate you. Uh, congratulations again, you know? Thanks for having me. Yeah, and that'll wrap it up. Thank you, man. You have a blessed day, man. You too.